are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Inspiration. It can come at any time from any place. And when you are open, searching, observing, receiving, it is always present. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening to Yoga Podcast. Today, I want to talk about a really, really important topic, the inspiration of a yoga student. Now, as a teacher, it is sometimes our goal to inspire the students, get them to come back to class, to love this practice, to enjoy the philosophy, the discipline, the studio, and of course, your ego wants your student to enjoy you the teacher, your sequence, your class, your vibes, all of it. But what about the fact that the student is the inspiration? Recently, I was in a workshop setting that included yoga teachers and students. Now, I hesitate because we're all students, but just for clarity, People who teach yoga were in the class as students and students who do not teach yoga were in the class, in the workshop. And afterward, we had just a fun discussion, sort of hangout sesh. And we started talking about what it's like when you are teaching class to students who are really enveloped in the philosophy, who really take being a student personally, and who bring their personal practice to the mat in a collective way. And what came up in that discussion is the topic of today's episode, which is the fact that we cannot underestimate the student's inspiration that they bring to other students and to the teacher whenever practicing in a group setting. Think about it this way. When you are lecturing, teaching, tutoring. Ooh, I had a bit of a technical difficulty. As I was saying, if you are leading a group, imagine that that group is completely invested, motivated. They are inspired. They are creative. They are all willing participants. No convincing needed. Imagine that energy, those high vibrations that will be present in that space. How sacred that space becomes. That is what it's like when you are surrounded by those of like minds, those who have strong connections to the subject that you are teaching or leading in. And who have a willingness and eagerness to learn more. Who are truly students and practitioners of whatever that craft is. That is so 
inspiring to the leader, to the teacher. It helps to facilitate an environment that allows growth on all levels, that perpetuates this willingness to try and fail forward. Now, if you haven't heard of the concept of failing forward, it's the idea that you are able to make mistakes, that you're not so focused on the results that you miss the idea of the production. It's about being truly a craft person, being focused on getting better, as they say, counting the pennies, but not worrying about the dollars adding up as they surely will. That is exactly what it feels like when you are in a space where you really want to be. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to know or be good at it or even understand it, but that feeling of wanting to be there to put your best foot forward, that the job of the leader, the teacher, the guide isn't to convince you of why this is something you should be interested in, but rather your interest is the inspiration, is the motivation in itself for your for you and for the guide. So that's how this workshop felt. And it was it was a different type of feeling because the topic we were all working on was really deep. Everybody was really involved and there were no skeptics. It was just this feeling of cohesiveness. And the reason why I think that this topic is so important is because we sometimes get lost in the details, especially if you are a yoga teacher or if you are a leader or a guide of any type of practice or situation, you might get caught up in the management of that scenario. You know, wanting to make sure that you have all of your ducks in a row, everything makes sense, everything has a purpose. You even become overly invested in the outcome, the performance of others, how well they took to whatever it is that you're facilitating, instead of realizing that it is okay to just lean in to their own personal motivation that's being brought forward to you and utilize that as like a blank canvas. Or better yet, you are that blank canvas and everybody else is the paint and the brush. There's really just a different way of acknowledging the importance of every single role in a group setting, in a team. But when we think about yoga, it's even more magnified, in my opinion. You know, as a yoga teacher, I am always concerned about reading the room, being able to fill out what the best course of action should be, what it is that I need to focus on most based on those who are present. And as a student, what I've come to realize, my, my thought process has started to lean itself toward is every student in a yoga class is a teacher. Watching a student who is really familiar with their body, with their sacred space, with their, with their intentions is so inspiring as a teacher and even as a fellow student. 
Think about it this way. I can only imagine that each and every one of you listening has been in some scenario, rather yoga or not, where let's just let's go back to school because most everyone has taken a class or several. (laughs) You're sitting in class, your teacher's at the top of the room teaching the lesson. Of course, there's this authority that comes from that perspective that's inherent with this person facilitating the lecture, but your peers, those who are surrounding you, is giving you a parameter of where you feel either some of your insecurities and inadequacies may be, or where your confidence may come in, or where your feeling of belonging might coexist with others, there's a lot that goes in and through our consciousness, especially in group environments. But when you've all created this sensibility of, I belong here, I understand why I'm here, I understand me, I'm just here to learn, to be the true definition of a student, to pay attention to the lesson at hand, but apply it through my lenses. The respect that you begin to feel for everyone else doing the same is exactly what we teach in yoga. That's that introspection. So back to the classroom setting. As you begin to filter through your own lens, from that of the lecturer, the facilitator, the teacher, and the other students present, your peers, your teammates, coworkers, whatever title you wish to provide them, you begin to realize that if everyone's looking in desire to learn, to understand, to seek to understand more with interest and with, I guess, just bright-eyed The vibration, the manifestation, the creativity that begins to completely encapsulate that space becomes so energizing. And it is a total different vibe, right? In our typical classroom settings outside of yoga, where there will be people who are disinterested and feel insecure and feel overconfident and all the different things that come up in a setting where not everyone is really there for the same reason. But when we think about yoga, that's what makes that collective practice so precious. So why does this matter to you? Well, because I think that our role in society as a whole can be really, I think, tracked when you think about it from a perspective of a studio practice or a collective practice. Everyone has their yoga mat. Everyone is completely aware of their sacred space and boundaries between their space and the space of others. Everyone is there for a reason that's similar, even if it's not exactly the same. There's this sense of wanting to connect back to self, but with others. 
there's an understanding that there's an element of spiritual connection. There's a need for finding our edge and challenging ourselves physically and mentally. There's compassion for self and for others. There's fun and laughter, connection, friendship. There's authority as we all are looking for guidance, trust as we trust that guidance. And there's opportunity to be able to create whatever you need at that present moment. There's options to be able to slow down, speed up, modify, advance, rest. And when we are in that type of an environment, that type of space, where we really feel sacred and appreciated from self and then through and to others. We really allow ourselves to present in a way that I think is just in its most authentic state at the time. So if your ego's really present, if you are hearing negative thoughts or you're confronted with your shadow side, that's going to get louder and louder and louder until you acknowledge it. And then you're given the option to let it go, to replace it with something that's more more self-serving. And as you look around the room, you might find inspiration as you watch someone breathing deeply or meditating or flowing in such a beautiful, inspirational way. Someone else might be a beginner and they're just looking for grace. Others might be really confronted with their end result perfectionist selves. Others might be zoned out completely in their own world, but in such an inspiring way. The teacher, the guide, is adapting to all these different energies in the space, hopefully magnifying the best of everyone collectively, leading by example, but also being willing to learn on the go. And all of this energy is present and floating as you connect back to your own practice, as you allow yoga to meet you on the mat, and as you are inspired by those who are doing the same around you. One of the neatest things about thinking about being a student from this perspective is realizing that you have the opportunity to be not only true to yourself, but also giving grace and authority for others to do the same for themselves. Not putting all that pressure on the yoga teacher or the leader or the guide, but rather 
also following suit and doing the same for your own practice and helping others to appreciate theirs. You'd be surprised what it feels like as a yoga teacher to see students who are helping others or just so comfortable with their own practice that it makes other people feel less insecure about theirs. Being mindful. And as a side little anecdote, when you're teaching in a large setting, Sometimes you get lost in translation. Maybe people cannot hear you, enunciate, or understand what you meant. So they look around the room to see, did everybody else get it? And maybe there's a student who does understand this practice or this discipline or this teacher or the pose and is able to offer some guidance almost like an extension to the teacher. That is so amazing when you see that energy because that's what happens. So if you're taking a class in a public setting, in sacred space, in community with others, remember that how you show up to your own practice How you allow yoga to meet you on the mat is going to help other people identify with what they need in their practice. No, this isn't your responsibility. You don't have to be accountable. But as I mentioned at the top of the episode, you definitely can find inspiration everywhere. And so you are someone's inspiration. Maybe someone's been watching you for months go from not touching your toes to touching your toes. Or watching someone else in class be able to get crow for the first time. Or observing someone's inhales and exhalations. Maybe you are attracted to the gracefulness in a practitioner's flow. Or the fact that another practitioner who struggles on balance, planks, strength, never gives up. Keeps showing up every single day. Is always in class giving their best. Maybe there's a student in class that's just such a prop king or queen. (laughs) they always have their block or their straps and they're utilizing them in ways that you had never even thought about. Maybe someone has a similar body type to yours and that gives you inspiration. Or someone, instead of taking that handstand, does a modified variation that Even the teacher didn't introduce, but now the student has. One of the things I notice most is during twists and binds. It's always really fun as a teacher to be able to see what people do all on their own. Yogi's choice, as we call it. I learn so much 
as a teacher and how to sequence a class, just watching my students. What do they like? What do their bodies need? You might think everyone loves happy baby and then you see students doing some other variation of a hip opener. And you're like, huh, maybe we should do a little bit more of that. Just seeing how each student responds to a pose, to a part of the class, from the beginning to the end. What bodies need during Shavasana, what adjustments students like. All of this is inspirational. So, never forget that no matter where you're practicing and with whom you're practicing yoga, it is your personal practice. You are the teacher first and foremost of self. There's such autonomy and beauty in that thought process, that freedom of truly being able to be free-spirited in that way. Looking for guidance, but trusting yourself. Being vulnerable to the process of practicing, especially in front of others. And then acknowledging that you too are teaching and guiding and inspiring all of those around you. People who see you just show up every single day. You see them, they see you. It's almost like an unspoken accountability that's shared between two like-minded humans. Doesn't that sound amazing? Because it truly is. And that is exactly what happens. Especially in yoga. A practice that in of itself is so personal. Can be done alone or with others. And can truly manifest itself in a myriad of different ways. From being a very loud, vivacious practice to a very calm, quiet, peaceful practice. But understanding that it is all meditative for the mind-body-spirit connection because the prana, the life force energy of the breath is what makes that connection. Trusting that when you practice, You're truly living the yoga. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Go in peace. Namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. 
please also rate the show with five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Visit me on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. I include free yoga sequences every single month. You can leave a comment or message me and we can connect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful personal practice. Namaste. Thank you.